So we guys, we, we guys, we guys, <laughs> we guys. So everybody, we got our well. You guys got your grades back, and I'm so proud of you both. I always yeah. knew like the four of us. Lean's not here, by the way, but the four. Of, I feel like the four of us. This is our like forte, like patient interaction yeah. and like going into clinic or the OR or whatever every day and like getting hands-on experience and like yeah. I feel like we're all just kind of thriving in our own different ways mm-hmm. which I'm very excited I'm about. I'm so proud of all <laughs> of us. Totally agree. Yes. And I haven't gotten my final evals back but we also but we do. we know it's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no. We hope. Um, but I you also get midpoint um, evaluations and feedback mm-hmm. during the middle of your rotation which is helpful because if there are are areas that you need to work on, you have an opportunity right, to do that. Right. Um, but one of my feedback points that I got in the middle of my pediatrics rotation was that I that the resident kind of was um impressed with how culturally aware or like concerned I was. And so that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you guys about. I had an interaction with a patient uh, while I was on my pediatric rotation, and I'm gonna be very vague to protect HIPAA and patient privacy. So if you're wondering why it's vague, that's why. But um, so this patient came to primaries from a different state and um, they identify as Native American. And I was charged with being the head medical student on their team. And it was a very sometimes there are some patients that just stick with you in your mind and you like constantly think about like, did I do the right thing? Could yeah. I have done something differently? And this is one of those cases. And it's not that I feel like the child got less care or anything. But I just noticed every time I go in the room, the family seemed to be very uncomfortable with my presence, very uncomfortable being in the room. And so I kind of was wondering how I know that they identify as Native American. Like, how can I make them feel more comfortable knowing like the historical context of like what the U.S. government has done against these people? Um, like, they have the right to feel uncomfortable when they've been brought down to a hospital that's very Mm -hmm. far away from where they live. I wanted a, my priority was to make sure that the child was getting the same like care that everybody else was getting, but also like to make them feel comfortable, to make them feel heard. My dilemma was like figuring out how to navigate, like was their body language and body language is universal. So what I was getting from their body language was they would, you know, want me to come in, update them and then leave and that seemed to be like what the message I was getting from them but Mm -hmm. I didn't know if like I me asking more questions about their culture and like further how they identify or how even if they have other medical practices or things that that could be incorporated into their child's care Mm -hmm. was important for me to be asking and I kind of had this internal dilemma of like am I wanting this information for myself so I can feel better about working with these people or would it mean something to them? Mm-hmm. So I would just would pose that first question to you guys. How would you navigate if you got one signal of like, I feel very uncomfortable from this person? What kind of questions would you ask or how would you approach it? Harji, do you have an idea? Or Bushra, do you? Yes. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm just trying more from like me and my family and like I know we have a different culture from most people here in good old Salt Lake City and our like clinical experience and so the first thing is I don't ever want to assume anything about oh like why they feel apprehensive or anything like that Mm -hmm. um it could just be their kid is sick and in the hospital you know what I mean um and then the second thing is I don't think there's ever anything wrong with 
asking a question that you think will benefit your patient and your patient care, most importantly. If there is like some sort of cultural thing or religious thing that they would like to do in order to like help in whatever way they think it helps, regardless of whether you think so or not. Right. Like inquiring about that, I think, is pointing you in the right direction mm-hmm. because it instills trust between the provider and uh, the patient or the patient's parents at, in, in this case. That trust is so important because they're more inclined to work with you. Mm-hmm. They're more inclined to give you more information. They're probably going to get more comfortable with you in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and it builds that good, solid base of like rapport between patient and um, provider. And that's something that I don't think is always there in the clinical setting from my experience. My experience, I grew up in a Somali family, as you guys already know at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, my mom's English is not great. She understands it pretty well, but her English is not understandable to people who aren't around her right. all the time. And I remember growing up, some doctors were rude. Some doctors were very short and it doesn't like it just creates chaos. And so like we mm-hmm. really, we really noticed the people who took their time to get to know us and our culture and our religion and find a way to kind of bridge the two together yeah. so that we both get what we need out of this situation. And so be one of those. providers. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's because uh, we keep coming back to those same people. Right. Once we find someone that we like and we trust and like we just keep coming back to those. And that's, I don't know. That's how I feel about that. That's really insightful, Bushra. And um, that was something that I did try. I did ask, like, are there any other medical practices you would like us to incorporate? And it was always a one, like, no, it's okay. Like things like very one worded, very yeah. su- like not subtle, but like very quick. And yeah. And that further read into the body language. And that was kind of at the point I was like, well, is there something and I they just don't want to tell me should I push should I leave it yeah one of the providers that I work with in my family medicine clinic she's really good about like if someone's like no it's okay like no she she goes no tell me you know okay like she insists on it Mm -hmm. like if you have if she can tell that you have a thought kind of brewing and you're not saying it she'll insist on you um to kind of divulge that information and like one great example is we had a patient, young patient, who was being seen for the first time for her like diabetes follow-up. And during the appointment, we realized that the patient was transgender. And we kept referring to him as her. And I think I actually made that mistake now, too. But they identified as male. And our provider was like, no, like, tell me, like, what are your pronouns? And and like, what's your preferred name and all this stuff. And so like, she was thoughtful enough to be like, Hey, there's something that I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Because every time yeah. we said she, or, you know, their, uh, legal name, they, there was kind of like a, I don't know, we, we, you, we could tell there was something wrong. And so, yeah, she That's was thoughtful so enough yeah. Yeah. to be it, like, Hey, am I doing this right? <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. this what you want? Is this what you want to be referred to? And like, tell me mm-hmm. the information mm-hmm. because like, I won't know unless you let me know. You right. know, that's so helpful to hear because I think I tend to I notice these things, but then I like to ruminate on them and make sure like what I actually saw was what I actually think it is. And I think I tend to think about things a lot more before I actually am like, no, I notice that you hesitate. Do, yeah. Is there yeah. something you want to tell me? Yeah. It's okay, you can tell me. Um, 
So that's that's a great story. Thanks, Busha. Um, Harjeet, do you um, do you have any ideas about how you would navigate or give me any advice on how to navigate this situation? Um, I think a lot of the way like I shape the way I have conversations with my patients is because of like the experiences either I've gone through or seen my parents go through. Um, because as immigrants and as Indian Americans, I think there's is a lot of discomfort, you know, going to the doctor um, in my family. It's very much like we can fix everything on our own. Like we don't we don't need to go to the doctor to fix things. Right. Um, I think the biggest thing and I think this is the most important is sometimes you don't need to directly ask people like, oh, what what are your cultural like norms? What is mm-hmm. your background? How I like to approach it is take it at a very individual basis. And what that means to me is I get to know a person. These conversations naturally flow. Now, if anyone sits with me for five minutes and like (laughs) wants to know about my life, I tell them I'm Punjabi. I'll tell them I grew up in West Valley. Like I'm very, I feel like people generally will just say the things that you want to know about them and what's important to them. Like you could even go off of like, you know, I ate this for lunch. Oh, so like, do you cook your own food? Like it could be the randomest thing and it could lead to the conversations of culture, background, what they believe in. I think what really bothers me sometimes is that, yeah, again, you can't make those assumptions. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, sometimes even when your questions are very directed in some scenarios, they're important. And that's why we're doctors, right? Because we have to critically think about everything. Like, when is it appropriate to use this? When is it not appropriate to use this question? But what I'm saying is the easiest way I have found is get to know the person in front of you. I actually think the situation you're talking about, though, is very complex. I think you've already mentioned this. There's a lot of trauma related to Mm -hmm. that population just because of everything they've been through, like generations and generations and generations of it. There's there's a legitimate reason why they distrust distrust people like it's not just you know they're just not trustful like there's There's a reason reason. why it exists and i think breaking down those barriers and knowing honestly them knowing that you know that i think is enough i think that people just want that acknowledgement that i've been through that like Mm -hmm. i've been through a lot you understand me and i will give you information okay i think that's also Um, played into the complexity that this was a pediatric case Mm -hmm. and there is a history of um, Native American children being taken from their parents. Right. And kind of the sense, and again, this is maybe me making assumptions, but like when I would ask them questions about their social history or any questions about their home life, there were very um, almost like cookie cutter answers that, and it seemed to me the way I read it and maybe I made, the mistake of making assumptions was like they just wanted to answer perfectly so that there was no reason for me to want to have any idea or any thought to take the child away. And and I didn't know how to if a my thought was correct or b like how to reassure them. I kept reaffirming to the parents that every time I was in there, I would say, you know, oh, she really looks up to you and I can tell you really take good care of her and that you guys have a really great relationship with your child. That was my way of trying to reaffirm yeah. and like show them that I saw a good connection. Um, whether they thought that that was from their aunt, the way they were answering or not, I don't know. Right. And I, I, I do want to add this point that it takes time to build that relationship. So sometimes it's difficult in the inpatient setting. Right. Another thing that might not be the popular answer, but it's, there are situations where you you're the only provider, but sometimes knowing the people's needs and who they feel comfortable with 
is also like another amazing step that you could Mm -hmm. take or even asking someone um, if they mention that they're from a certain background or they have some cultural needs, like learn more about it, Mm -hmm. get educated, like read about things, right? Like understand where they're coming from. I think those are like the biggest things. Um, I actually just did my psychiatry rotation. And one thing the doctor taught me in that rotation that really stuck with me, and I hope it like it's a lesson that I took from that rotation is you should recognize how you're treating your patients. Mm. Do you really like them and are treating them super special? Do you hate them and are not treating them well? Because in the end, he's like, just knowing where your position is, either way, you're going to treat them in a way that might be different than what the Mm -hmm. way they should be treated. So I think it requires a a sense of like being self-aware as well. I think that's interesting because when I think to answer that question, I do think that I maybe spent more time with this patient because I was more aware and concerned about the parents feeling safe and integrated and like well taken care of. And so every free moment I had, I would go check in and be like, Hey, how are things going? How are you doing? Do you need anything? Right. And so I don't know, is that a bad thing or like, how would you, so when you're aware of like, yeah, maybe I am treating this patient differently in a good way, but. So I want to, again, like, I think I said this before, but it's just knowing your feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're bad or good. Okay. It's just knowing them and see, also noticing if they do influence your care. And it could be for the better because these people could p- could have noticed that, oh, this person cares about me. I trust them. I will give them more information so I get a better diagnosis, better treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, again, I haven't mastered that part yet, but he just told me, make sure you know. Yeah. No, acknowledge like your feelings. And then he's like, the other part will come with practice, Mm -hmm. knowing if it was a good thing that you were a certain way or a bad thing that you were a certain way. That's so like empowering. It all comes with practice too. And we're still, yeah, you know, infants. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) In the life, lifetime of a, of a physician, we're babies. And I think the fact that you're thinking about this and, you know, how to do better next time. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think that you did anything wrong with this patient. Um, because at the end of the day, even if you do everything perfect, you can't, you're not, you're not in charge of the way that another person's going to react. Um, and as long as you know that you put in your best effort, had the best intention and treated the patient the way that you would treat any other patient, I think you're solid. Um, and then hopefully next time you'll maybe have learned a lesson from that interaction and apply that to the next situation. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, every every patient interaction is a learning opportunity. And that's mm-hmm. how I take every single patient that I see in clinic, every single right. one, I, I learn something from them. Um, and I don't ever want to treat two patients the same because every person is an individual. Right. And like Harjeet said, we have to take everything at an individual basis and um, just work on, man, building those rapport skills, mm-hmm. right. talking to our patient. How's your life? You know, that question, like small questions like that can lead you into like the everyday person that they are um, versus like the nervous mess that shows up at a clinic or at the hospital or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Also, um, Bushra, I love that you said that. So I watch a lot of Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> just FYI. But um, I think one thing Oprah said, like way back in the day when I was little and would look up at the TV and watch <laughs> her show, I think 
she always repeated this that a person just wants to feel like they're acknowledged mm -hmm. that they matter that someone is thinking about them so i think that like everything busha said it i think it resonates with that they just want to mm -hmm. know that they're known i think that's so like powerful harjeet and one like little moment of success that i did take away from this patient is um since they came from an outside hospital they had a stack of their files um, mm -hmm. because we don't have access to them and i spent a lot of time looking through it and i noticed that the child's name on the insurance card was different and probably the like her real name um, like tribal name yeah mm -hmm. and not the name that we had been using in the hospital and i don't know how that name came to be given to us but i right. went and i asked the parents i said well so i noticed that on her insurance card this was her name like and could you tell me like how you pronounce it because there was no way i was going to actually pronounce it correctly <laughs> and they told me and then they ended up telling me the story behind it which was actually like a very I, beautiful name and story to it and so That's i so feel like nice. i had a good connection with them and that yeah. was like the last day before they were leaving um so that's maybe actually like, amazing margo that, oh thanks <laughs> i i really appreciate i think that's i think th i feel like they would love that too because you like took out the time um i know that one thing i know like i don't know much about native americans because i think because of like a lot of things that happened they have been like secluded you know mm -hmm. or confined in spaces but like I know I, I'm pretty sure that meant a lot to them because I know that their tribes and like their like how they identify means a lot. And um, I think, see, just doing that, I think is beautiful. Thank you. So, yeah, I think I struggled a lot with like how to ask what to ask. And, and I think like you said, Busha, it's we're all learning and you learn from every patient. And we are we are in the infancy of being coming clinicians. And there right. is a lot to learn in developing rapport. And so. It has helped me tremendously to talk it through with you guys. And I encourage you as our listeners that if you ever have an experience where you struggle or wonder if you did the right thing or how you would do it differently to just talk to your friends about it, because there yeah. are so many different perspectives and ways you can approach the same situation. And I've right. learned a lot already just from talking to you guys. Like same way, like even though, yes, like I have that background of being from a different culture and knowing how it feels um, I still struggle with the same things because there's so many different types of backgrounds in this world, right? Right. So, and like, I think, like, it's good. Like you said, it's good to have conversations. It's good to be challenged. It's good to listen to different perspectives. I agree. And I think, you know, in the first two years of medical school, we're made aware of cultural competency, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a whole nother level to that of actually applying it when you're right. working with the patient, like knowing that you need to do all these things. But what are those things that you need to do? is something that we're all going to have to navigate in the next year and beyond in our careers. So I'm glad that we could have this conversation. And um, I would like to thank all of our listeners for supporting us. And if you have anything you would like to share or um, have a similar story that you'd like to talk about or bounce off of us, make sure you look us up on Instagram at Bundle of Hers or on Facebook. And make sure you listen to our new season two on iTunes. Also, we have a Twitter now. Oh, yeah. We have Twitter. Is it at we Bundle of Hers? In. Yeah. I we, think it's Bundle of Hers, right? We're, we're yeah. Twittering. <laughs> we are not Twittering. <laughs> tweeting. Okay, we're Tweet, tweeting, tweet. I guess. So make sure you check in next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Oh, my gosh. Ciao.